Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Leah Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise, Quarantine Quentin Quarantino is Jacqueline Trumbull. Hi. Quentin Quarantino. I had no idea what I was going to say. I totally just <laughs> improvised that. That's when they're the best. Yeah. Um, how you doing? Blah. I'm fine. I know. We've reached the point where where we're all just like resigned to our fates, right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting being in quarantine because I, I can't tell what like what in my life or bad mood or whatever is attributable to like COVID and quarantine and like what is a sort of a secondary effect. So I never know if I'm doing well or not. Yeah. No, I have no idea either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all secondary stuff as long as you're not sick, right? It's just the effects of the the isolation and the... Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I'll be kind of enjoying staying at home or working from home or whatever, but then if there's issues in my relationship or like in my, I don't know, my, it, it just... It's like, I don't know if that's because of the quarantine or because of something else. I just can't tell sometimes. So it's, Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right. It makes everything, it's affecting everything. Exactly. <sighs> I have no, I, we don't have to get too much into this, but it's like, I mean, I, they're going to, I'm in New York and they're going to start to reopen the, the state in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Maybe. They have the, like, that's the plan, but. You know, New York City is not going to be reopened until yeah, for a while. And that's going to be bad. It's going to be bad when they do. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about our show. Let's talk about listen to your heart. Let's do it. Uh, this week, the Julia Brandon Sheridan love triangle collapsed and not a moment too soon. Julia broke up with Sheridan to be with Brandon, and Brandon got broken up with by Savannah and ended up with Julia, which is shaky footing to start a relationship. Uh, That uncertainty came through in their performance, which was not good, and uh, so they got sent home. And then literally nothing else happened during the episode, and that's fine, because the Julia and Brandon stuff was by far... The most compelling drama. There was nothing else going on. Except for Chris and Rudy's date. Now, was Chris and Rudy's date the worst date in Bachelor history? Liam, I genuinely don't remember it. Well, because it was very brief. Okay, so it was... At the beginning of the episode, remember when they split? They put the pairs together. Like you had to go on a date with somebody you weren't in a relationship with? I feel like, I mean, I remember them like sitting on a hill and talking maybe. Yes, that's all it was. They were they were sitting in a, on a hill... <laughs> <laughs> about, <laughs> about um about 500 feet from the mansion they were just in the hills outside of the mansion with binoculars looking into the mansion they had like some wine and cheese i guess like a wine and cheese picnic <laughs> but they, like there's nothing there was nothing out there there was nothing to do they were truly just sitting it's so awesome when the producers don't even try yeah yeah. Like Jamie and Ryan at least got to go to a spa. Like we didn't see their date at all. They were they got literally a minute. They didn't show it at all cuz they there was nothing to show like yeah, we're friends, it's fine. Yeah. But they at least got to leave <laughs> they at least got to leave go in a car. Chris and Rudy, <laughs> they just had to walk through the, you know, through the desolate 
you know, <laughs> hills. Because there's nothing back there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then eat some cheese while fending off some bugs. There's some bugs. There's, you know, the hot sun beating down on them. There's mm-hmm. probably coyotes. <laughs> just the worst. Like, truly just like, we don't care. This is <laughs> this is nothing. That whole thing, it was the most blatant uh, producer manipulation this is this has been like this this whole season has been one of the most blatantly producer manipulated sh- seasons that I have seen. Like you can always tell the setups, but this one like they're really not even um like they're not even trying to hide the seams, you know. One of the things that's going on is uh, the majority of these people seem to be pretty mature normal people. Exactly, yeah. So they have to. They have to. <laughs> <laughs> but just like yeah like setting up uh like that whole setup was ju- was truly just to put Julia and Brandon together. And they knew it. So that's why they only gave the other people a collective <laughs> to collective 3 minutes of <laughs> screen time. Yeah. Uh we'll talk about the rest of the drama, you know, the Sheridan Brandon Julia stuff mm-hmm. in the other two segments we're going to do. So so I want to talk about that, and then I want to talk about – I just want to talk about everything else before we get to that. So if you had to duet with one of these people, mm-hmm. who would it be, mm-hmm. and what song would you sing? Probably duet with Ryan, and I'd sing Make Believe by Danny. <laughs> Make Believe by Danny? What song is that? I'm just kidding. Danny, the guy who just got kicked off last week. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, what's the, what is that? Uh, inspire like Whitney. That one. Fix you like Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have very good music taste. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like Wither Without You by U2 Oh, that's a great song Thank you <laughs> That's a beautiful song I don't, there aren't a ton of U2 songs that I like uh, Really? But I love that song yeah. It's a beautiful song They're my second favorite band <laughs> Oh yeah? yeah? After Guns N' Roses That's right <laughs> um, Yeah, I feel like my voice would go better I mean, you just heard my spectacular voice uh, Would go better with Nats But I think I'd be more into Ryan Yeah have better chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I would do, um, with Natasha, I would do What's Love by Fat Joe and Ashanti. <laughs> but we would switch the genders. So she would do the Fat Joe part and I would do the Ashanti part. Because she's from New York, like Fat Joe, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, and I love to sing the Ashanti part. I love to sing... Um, have a look in my eyes, there's no stopping me. I want the Don Joey crack on top of me. Don't want your stacks, just break my back. And and people would love it. They would lose their minds. They would get up in the aisles and dance. Yeah, they would. We should suggest the songs for the show. I, I would love to be the music supervisor for Listen to Your Heart. Mm-hmm. I would have them singing all kinds of crazy stuff. Because they don't really sing duets, you know? Like... They're singing songs that are sung by one person that they, you know, are alternating lines. That's not the way to do it. Have them sing Stop Dragging My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. What did you think of the songs this week? I thought so, so, part of me is like, are they setting up some people for failure? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe it's kind of a, 
weird song for those two particular people, like their voices, maybe. I don't know. Am I? Yeah. Maybe it's just because they didn't do well that I'm thinking that. But versus the Chris Stapleton song was like a song they were just going to kill it. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Like I knew right as soon as they said they're going to sing Tennessee Whiskey, I was like, oh, they're going to crush this. Right. I mean, that's such a great song that it's kind of like anybody's going to sound good doing it. Yeah. Rudy was going to was going to kill that song. Yeah, and Matt sounded beautiful too. Yeah, they were, I mean, once again, by far the best. They're the best. Mm -hmm. Followed closely by Natasha and Ryan, which is mostly just Natasha. (laughs) Natasha's a very good performer. Mm -hmm. Natasha's like uh, Christine in uh, Phantom of Jersey City. I don't know what that is. It just feels like she she could be like in the opera of like, oh, I meant the Jersey Shore. She's like mixed between like an opera singer and like the Jersey Shore to me. <laughs> She's got the high and the low. I like Natasha. We'll, t- we'll, de- we'll definitely talk about. I love Natasha. We'll talk about Natasha uh, later. Yeah. But uh, let's take a break and then we'll, we're going to come back and we'll, we're going to talk about the breakups back after this. Okay, we're back. And let's talk about Sheridan and Julia's breakup. Okay. That was that was some intense stuff. Good TV. Yeah, it was good TV. What are your thoughts? So what are, what were your thoughts on, you know, Julia's policing of Sheridan's emotions? Well, I mean, what can my thoughts be? Like it's it's always interesting because the the men in particular on the show are under a really big spotlight whenever they get dumped. Um because typically if they show any kind of anger or frustration, it's a really bad look. Um, and it, but on the other hand, it's like a really good opportunity to win over a lot of people, like just by showing maturity. It was interesting here is that Sheridan did he did both. Like it was one of the few times that like uh, getting dumped felt like like there there was a serious reason for him to be angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did a really cool job of like explaining exactly what was happening to him, like with like emotionally. How he literally just said, like, I'm being defensive. I'm laughing so I don't cry. I'm let me just take a second and like breathe and come back down. It's like that's like some serious maturity. Yeah. Cause he should be able to like show how he actually feels. Right. And she should understand, like, oh, he's not gonna be happy about this. You know, let him feel that, you know? Right. Yeah. And she's like not happy that he has a tone when she's been jerking him back and forth for the entire show. Yeah. She's a super frustrating person. For sure. On one hand, I kind of feel for her. I mean, his exit limo interview is also super interesting to me because, you know, he's saying like, I guess she just needs to have one more asshole before she's ready for a nice guy. And like, I feel that. I mean, that is like the crux of dating, you know, is like, when do you stop going for the dopamine rush? Like, when are you ready to be like, okay, this like movie fantasy kind of love is not super realistic? Even like when my girl Savannah left, she's like, I want the kind of love that keeps me up at night. I'm like, no, you don't. You, <laughs> you want the kind of love that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> Especially when you've got babies. I mean, yes. I feel it though. I mean, everybody wants that like thrill and that like all-consuming passion and everything. And it's like, it what it just feels like dating is all about collecting those experiences until you've had enough. Mm-hmm. And that's but that's a really hard sacrifice to make. A sacrifice for for who? For Sheridan? 
the sacrifice for the nice person, the solid like security, um, the person you're going to have kids with because they'll actually be there um, instead of the person that just like makes your heart go super pitter patter because like they're messing around with it and um, they're exciting and dangerous or whatever. Yeah, that can sustain for, I mean, for however long, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, eventually reality is like, even if you go with a dangerous guy, you spend that, like you spend enough days with them and it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I can go to sleep now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. um, Sheridan calling himself a nice guy, describing himself, you know, saying like, girls always go for assholes and not nice guys like me. Mm -hmm. Which is very often, you know, a, a, uh, you know, somebody who would say that is not actually a nice guy, you know? Incel. Or at least that's the, yeah, or an incel. Or at least that is the, you know, the cultural axiom now, you know? Yeah. And I thought, like, while I was watching it, I was like, oh, people are not going to like this. Yeah. Um, People are going to respond badly to him saying this. But it didn't seem like people did because it seems like Sheridan genuinely is yeah. a nice guy. If it's true, it's true. I mean... He was nice from beginning to end. I mean, maybe he got a good edit, but uh, <laughs> there's no evidence of that. I mean, he really he really stuck that through and had a ton of patience and a ton of emotional maturity. And that, that breakup was more evidence of that. Yeah. Whatever. He's 27. He's got to date women in their 30s. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be fine. Especially after like seeing Brandon's true stripes. I'd be pretty frustrated if I were Sheridan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Julia is too. Like Julia, Julia was on. Um, she was on Twitter last night saying like she had a real connection with Sheridan too that didn't really get shown, and I actually believe that. You know, I believe it too. But it kind of feels like we are we know what that connection is. I mean, all of us have dated that person that we should be with, but we don't want. And it's like, how much are they going to show that? I mean. We know what was in the back of her mind that whole time. It's just really hard. It's really hard to believe that that was ever a 50-50 thing. It seems more like a that's the risk and this is not the risk. Absolutely. So there's no reason to show it necessarily. I mean, unless you want to uh, build up Sheridan and make Julia look not so good, which they uh, they did. Yeah. You know, somebody tweeted at her like, you had the perfect man and you chose Brandon, WTF. And she responded, tell me about it. well good for her i mean i'm no julia fan uh and i think she did a lot of crappy things but i do still feel for that nice guy versus the one you like you're pulled towards especially in a four-week show or whatever this is right sheridan and julia's breakup it was pretty compelling but brandon and savannah's breakup was also very compelling fantastic yeah could brandon have handled this worse would that have been possible i just hate him (laughs) right we were questioning last week whether he was uh an ass or not truly an asshole yeah we found out we did find out i know i want to like barf when i was like oh it's kind of hot when he said you want to go home and cry about it because like (laughs) he's the most condescending man i've ever seen yeah it was unbelievable and so manipulative i mean the shit that i typically defend on these shows are people's actions which is kind of funny but I mean, like when people do things out of genuine confusion, right? And it, and it, yeah, and then like people get hit by the, uh, the shrapnel, like that's defensible. But blatant manipulation 
is no. I mean, he. I wrote down some notes. First of all, the sweeties was just terrible. Terrible. Yeah, and it was extra gross when he then called Julia Sweetie. Also, I know. Yeah, put some space between your pet names. Ugh. Yeah, he he did. So this is one of his tactics. He'd say, "We have a lot of work to do on communication." So he's taking his problem and making it an us problem to try to sound somehow mature, even though Savannah has absolutely zero problems with communication. Not at all. Yeah, she was extremely clear, uh, stalwart, like stuck to her guns the whole time and got out when she needed to. Then, can we talk like adults was a truly disgusting one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and then these, like, pretending that the things he's done are, like, examples of his devotion. Like, I came here to find you. So, duh. Like, there's nothing wrong with me and you should choose me. Oh, so you, because you walked upstairs and, like, tapped me on the shoulder, that is, like, evidence of your devotion. And then he puts it on her with, can you trust me fully? As if that's what you need to make the beginning of a relationship work. <laughs> No one trusts each other yeah. fully. <laughs> Let's start with full trust. Yeah. Right. I hate it. I hate it when men act like they know what a relationship takes and then they're here to teach you. Yeah. So condescending. Yeah. So, and then what got me was like, it seemed like they were going to break up. It seemed like he went to her to tell her they were going to break up. Right? That was the vibe that we got. Yeah. And then he went after her. It seemed like it felt like... I mean, maybe this was not the case, but it felt like he changed his mind and was like, no, I, I can't let her go on her terms, you know? I need to tell her um, that I'm going to choose her. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, what did he say? He's like, well, you didn't ask me how I feel about Julia. It's like, buddy, the whole point is that you're going to tell her. <laughs> like, <laughs> you went to her to tell her that you had clarity. Like, why are you waiting for her to ask? It was, it was complete insanity beginning to end. I was like, I don't, uh, I don't understand what this guy is even trying to do. Then he brought it on Julia later when um, she very reasonably confronted him before their show, and he was like, "Are we okay now?" Besides the little freakout, like, uh, ugh, disgusting, sick. <laughs> uh and savannah savannah is the best she is the best she was fantastic what did she say i don't want to be i don't want to be a choice which i like that you know because i, I kind of had to think about it a little bit like what does that mean and then you know it was she doesn't even want to be a first choice you know yeah i like that great line oh she's incredible i mean she because I can understand her staying last week. Absolutely. But, and she's, she handles confrontation so well. She just doesn't back down. But she's also not a bitch. It's great to see. Yeah. The fact that she got told to be a better communicator is just astonishing. Right. The decisive, like when the time came to made, make a decision, she made the decision. She's like the only, like the most reasonable person in the whole thing. Like, every, like people, everybody is around her being completely irrational she's like what is like yeah i don't know what you're even talking about now that i'm thinking about it and you know i like i don't i don't call sexism very often but especially telling like a man telling a woman to be a better communicator when she's expressing very reasonable anger and frustration is just such a low blow because women i mean women are like put down so often for being emotional or whatever. And we're also the communicators typically. And so it's such an easy, it's, if it feels like our role, then 
we take the criticism like even harder. Like, oh, I have to be better at my role. And oh, like I'm expressing some frustration or anger right now. Can't do that. Got to like soften, whatever. It was just, uh, uh, it really didn't sit right to me. And I love that she didn't, she didn't blink an eye. <laughs> she didn't. Yeah. The word gaslighting gets thrown around a lot. But this was it. <laughs> that that moment right there, yeah. Has he said anything? No. I I mean, he, he didn't get a limo. Like, they didn't sh- get a, let him talk in the limo. I didn't look at his Instagram or anything. Okay. I just haven't looked. The best, th- the best reaction to this was Savannah changed her Twitter header, like her photo, uh-huh. to uh, uh, a photo of her and Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I took just as, you know, solidarity. Yeah. And 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 petty uh trolling. Yeah. That's good. She didn't she didn't tweet anything, she just changed it. I think maybe she tweeted a little bit, but like that says it all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Brandon made a lot of enemies. It was such a good takedown of both of, of both of the like current villains. Like Julia really got her got what was coming to her. With uh, sending Sheridan home and, and then being with somebody who's only with her because Savannah decided to leave. Yeah. Brutal. And then Natasha's role was just fantastic. Yeah. So let's take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the end of Brandon and Julia and Natasha's role in that. Back after this. All right. So let's talk about Brandon and Julia. And this, I could not believe my eyes, you know, when Natasha asked Brandon in front of Julia if he would have rather picked Savannah, uh-huh. and he said yes. Yeah. So I was like, do you do you think he's was trying to sabotage the relationship by saying that? Because he, he had to have known that Natasha was going to tell Julia. Yeah. If there's ever a moment to lie. <laughs> well, and there's cameras on. I mean, I don't know what he thought was going to happen after the show. Like, aired. I guess he didn't care because he didn't actually care about these women. He didn't care. But I don't know. I mean, the one thing Brandon does is he uses some he uses honesty as like a get out of jail free card, even though he's not actually honest. So he'll he'll just sort of like sort of slither out of situations sometimes. Um, but he'll use just enough truth so that he can claim that he was like honest. I, I mean, he's doing that again. I don't know. Brilliant move by Natasha to do that. Yeah. Let's talk about Natasha. Like Natasha was brilliant this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that we like her, but I guess when the venom is directed at the villains, it's just funny or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I I didn't love her when she was going after Jamie and Trevor, but that that wasn't, those weren't machinations. That was just kind of like, no, he cheated. This was like strategy. Yeah, it was strategy, right? It was like, so I've been watching The Last Dance, you know, the Michael Jordan documentary, and I was like... If Michael Jordan saw Natasha do this, he would be like, that's brilliant. Like, this girl knows how to play. Yeah. Because Michael Jordan, he just wants to dominate his opponents. Yeah. And uh, and use, you know, by whatever means necessary, like psychological tactics. Oh, yeah. I want to put her in the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> it's not like julia and brandon were you know strong competitors yeah but she she saw that this is a game this is a competition Mm -hmm. and by by psyching out julia she took her off the board 
I think this is also what I like about her relationship with Ryan. I don't really buy them as a couple, but I do buy them as like partners in this game. Yeah. Like it feel it feels like they actually have a really solid partnership in a way that's kind of based on like we both know what this is. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just the vibe. And then it actually translates to pretty good chemistry on stage. Yeah. Like I think they genuinely like each other. Yeah. And it, and it makes for an interesting pairing cuz they're such opposite kinds of people and singers. Like yeah, like I I in a way, I mean even though she's such like a powerhouse or whatever, I think individually, I would feel as though each of them has already been done. Like, she's kind of like Mariah Carey and he's John Mayer. But together, they actually seem greater than some of their parts, kind of. Yeah. Right. Mariah Carey and John Mayer have never been put together before. (laughs) (laughs) Does that work? Let's see. It's kind of working. It's kind of working. Yeah, they're cool. So, Natasha telling Julia that Brandon had said this, she was right to do that, right? Yeah, just not at that moment. (laughs) Yes. And she just did not give a shit when Julie was like, that was slimy and disgusting and terrible. She was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I did it on purpose. Obviously, it was all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and but it was also like, listen, like I did you like I did you a favor. Yeah. On one on one hand, I did you a favor, (laughs) kind of. I mean, she was going to find out one way or the other, but but. I mean, but even just like the boldness of asking that question, you know, (laughs) the boldness of of asking that question in front of Julia. Such a humiliating way. Yeah. Earmuffs (laughs) real quick. (laughs) Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. But like charming in a way, you know? (laughs) I think Natasha's fantastic. I do too. (laughs) And then Julia confronted Brandon about his his statement to Julia uh-huh. or to to Natasha. She said it was definitive, and he was like, "No, it wasn't definitive. He lied more that time than he that he usually. There was no veneer of truth to that because we saw him nod his head and go, "Yes," very emphatically. Yeah, his tactic there was just to say a bunch of stuff that didn't really mean anything like i didn't really understand what he was saying like that wasn't definitive what was his thing he actually said he said like i think he just said like well it's over you know we're here now so it doesn't matter right that's that doesn't answer the question (laughs) 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 yeah he 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 dodged it he didn't really answer it yeah it wasn't definitive no but you know i didn't he didn't he didn't say you know no no i definitely wanted you yeah and then very awkward performance very awkward performance that Rachel said was like karaoke, which was by far the harshest comment anyone has made. It is. But here's the thing. We Belong is a karaoke song. <laughs> I don't know that song. What song was that? It's an 80s song. Pat Benatar, maybe? Oh. It's a, I mean, I love that song, but it's a karaoke song. Like if you give somebody an 80s song, it's going to sound like karaoke unless you like, and pro- they probably should have done this, and like unless you sort of change the structure of it or like... What you know? What is it called when they produce it differently? Maybe yeah, rearrange it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's an American Idol term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Julia, I mean, Julia and Brandon, they were given bad songs, like or like last week they had they did "I Want You to Want Me," but they didn't do it right. Yeah, it was that was Brandon and Savannah? Right, weird, just hard songs. Yeah, well, Brandon isn't that good of a singer. <laughs> yeah, it became pretty clear to me this week, like compared compared to. You know, compared to the other like very talented performers, mm-hmm. he he is not as good. Yeah, who do you think is going to win? That's a good question. I think maybe 
Uh, Rudy and Matt. See, they deserve to win, but that relationship would have, I mean, they're, that relationship would have to pick up a lot of steam. Oh, you don't think the relationship is, is there? I mean, it's just, it's behind some of the others. I mean, it's behind. Compared to Brie and Chris, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I don't see any actual chemistry between Jamie and Trevor, but it seems like they're pumping them up to be like a competitor in the relationship. I don't know. I think I think Jamie and Trevor, I think that's going to blow up at some point. I hope. Uh, I've said enough <laughs> there, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to Rudy and Matt and Bree and Chris. And in terms of love connection, it's obviously Bree and Chris. Yeah. But in terms of um, you know, both I think I think Rudy and Chris, or Rudy and Matt are probably the second strongest couple and the strongest performers. Yeah, I hope um, I hope Natasha and Ryan like stick together musically or something after this is over. <laughs> yeah, when you win a win a tour, you can't go on. I know. Listen, I looked yesterday to see. So I bought tickets to a show in that's going to be in August. Okay. It was scheduled for this August. I looked yesterday. It's been rescheduled for August of next year. This is the Listen to Your Heart tour? No, this is uh, Rage Against the Machine at oh. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like live music is going to be the last thing to come back. Yeah. These couples are going to have to stay together for an extra year. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Natasha and Ryan are the only ones who can do that. Who could do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's rough timing for everything, but for this, for this in particular. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk briefly about the elimination of Julia and Brandon. But Julia, I mean, Brandon, they didn't let him talk. Yeah. I guess, I wonder if he got into the limo and just clammed up, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Julia pretty quickly was over Brandon, just like, I hate that guy. <laughs> Yeah. But when she said, I wish I could go back and choose Sheridan. Remember when she said that? Yeah. That was a Frankenbite. You think? It was. I could, like, I was, I, I listened back to it, like, several times. Like, like the, like the, I wish I could, mm-hmm. you know, go back and choose Sheridan. It was, like, they, they were obviously different. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think she, um, like, I think she did regret not choosing Sheridan on some level. But I don't think she, like she just wasn't that into Sheridan. Right. It would have been too neat of a storyline for her to suddenly regret that. Yeah. And she said like she said she wants somebody like Sheridan. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Somebody like Sheridan, but not but not Sheridan. Like Sheridan on a motorcycle. Sheridan uh, who used to be a Marine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sheridan, sweetie. Looks like Sheridan or looks like Brandon, but a personality like Sheridan. I think Julia is, I mean, she's with it enough to know, like, she she regrets her performance on this show. Uh Well, I'm sure she does. (sighs) It'd be rough to watch back. It would really be rough to watch back. I feel bad. I do, too. I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to be at your best when you've got that dilemma. And you get real scared when you're on camera and you know you're rejecting the nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. From the outside, it doesn't look good. Like her feelings are, you know, her feelings are valid. Like there's nothing, like, it's not like she has to choose Sheridan because he's a nicer guy, but you know, it doesn't look good from the outside, but. Right. But we've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all not chosen someone who would have been on paper a great choice. Right. Oh, well. <sighs> 
and it's over. And it ended at just the right time. You know, it ended, it ended in just the right, just the right way at just the right time. Yeah. You know, I actually really like this show. I think it's a good show. Yeah. Like this episode in particular, I was like, this show is really cooking. I know. It sucks that no one's watching it. Yeah. I'm not frustrated with it at all. Like, no. At all, unless Jamie and Trevor, Trevor win. But <laughs> that's it. I mean. Yeah. I don't dislike any of these people. Right. Or in, in a way that's like, oh, get this, like, get this person off my TV. I can't look at them anymore. Right. The people we dislike are incredibly compelling. Right. It's a good show. It's a good show. Oh, well. Ah, well. <laughs> we'll be back to talk about it next week yes. but for now i'm leah matthews i'm jacqueline trumbull this has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love please rate review and subscribe uh tell your friends do all the nice stuff i mean tell people to watch listen to your heart so that they can listen to this show love it when liam's wiling <laughs> we gotta boast we gotta boost listen to your heart's numbers to boost our numbers you know, know. <laughs> we can't thrive if if the bachelor doesn't thrive so <laughs> so uh we'll be back next week bye <laughs>